So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh, baby, that was good. I am stupid. <laughs> I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were going to have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode is Guava Island. My name is Jimmy, and I feel a Star Wars rewatch in my bones. My name is Jeff, and I use the same Magic the Gathering mouse pad I've had for six years that was passed down to me from an old co-worker who had received it from another co-worker, but I will not be passing it on to any co-worker because it makes my wrist not hurt. <laughs> My name is Dan, and everyone knows I've discovered the greatest apple, but I can't find a decent friggin' orange anywhere. <laughs> Did you just come up with this because no, I had a pair fact? there for like a week. <laughs> Last week I had a pear fact. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned... Your mom recently posted she had the best oranges of her life. Did I, you have one of those yeah, oranges? Yeah, I don't agree. It was fine. It was apple. I think... Is come that, on, Lynn. So with apples, there's a whole bunch of like... Varieties. Uh, yeah, varieties. a lot of gene splicing and yep. science that yeah. goes into it. Same for oranges. I mean, I know it's the same for a lot of fruits, but is there that wide variety or that people care about for oranges? Uh, I don't know if it's as wide as extensive, but there are certainly like probably around a dozen varieties that because there, I could get my hands on. There's a bunch of oranges that... To me, they all taste the same, but the difference is in sweetness. That and also a huge contributing factor is what I would call membrane, which is like the pith. Yes. Okay. The white connective right. tissue. But I don't know. Is a big variance. Also I, seed quantity. I don't know if the membrane is like, is that indicative of the species? Yeah. Or, oh, OK. I didn't know if it was like a ripeness factor. No. Well, I, to me. Sometimes there's mandarins that have like no pith. Yeah. They're there's, bred that way. There's no pith. But some mandarins do it. Well, to me, like pith, although I think that is the correct terminology, for me, I th I think the pith is the white layer surrounding, but mostly like that is, f I would prefer an easy peel pith. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm more interested in is the level of connective tissue separating the Between segments. Between the, yeah. the, right. I hate when you like bite into an orange segment and you're like chewing it because it's like yeah. cellophane in there. Yeah. Right. You yeah, want that I, to I like prefer, disappear. I do prefer seedless, of course, but yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have with uh, a seeded orange as well. Yeah, so right now is like orange season, oddly enough. Like we're getting yeah. it from from the south and from the west coast. Well, actually, there is an orange shortage. Yeah. Which, oh. even with low yield crops, they're usually, it's usually pretty good. There's not really a big um, interruption, but Florida's had lower yield crops. So most of the oranges we're getting in America now are from South America. Well, Whereas I need it's, to do it's, some research. It's more like, of like a, a mix. I've been doing some taste tests, but it's, <laughs> it's hard to differentiate. Like the Caracara is what my mom was talking about. It's fine. Didn't love it. Uh, blood orange is a good reliable one but mm. blood oranges prefer, are good they're i prefer clementines and tangerines they're okay the problem is like when you get a bad one they are really bad like they yeah. taste like nothing i agree my daughter loves them she calls them ball no oh, like, so jeff we were, i wanted to mention this last week you were talking about um jeffrina trying new fruits and stuff yeah. like that have you ventured into mangoes yet yeah does she like it she's like 
it's with any food even if she likes it sometimes she doesn't eat it because we present her several foods at a time yeah but yeah we got i just got a we got a ripe mango and they're just a bitch to cut so this is what so, i was going to tell you so is with actually, a baby we were just like i just got a bag of frozen chunks so we so just take a few out defrost them and get this them is like it. a fun little thing you could do especially if it's like super ripe um just let her make a mess just peel it yeah, she will instinctively not eat the pit. We used to give a peeled mango to Evie and just let her gnaw well, on it. The pits are also the size of her fist; they're huge. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's good for teething too. Like, right? Mm. Just just let her chew on that mango or yeah. plums. Plums are very good too. Yeah, I used to be a welcome real, to fruit a really me big, into. Yeah. I used to be first about fruit. Into. I used to be a real big plum boy, but yeah. I did too. Are good. But I used to get hives from them. Yeah, really. Yeah. So you're not a prune guy? You don't like prunes either? No, I never had prunes. Could be the pectin. My dad's Maybe. allergic, mildly allergic I'm to pectin. I'm allergic to pectin. So he has to like peel all his fruit, I which do too, makes yeah. him not eat a lot of fruit. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to peel it. Also plum. same. I'm not a plum peeler. Also, we were talking about, you were talking about a mouse pad, right? Yeah. Okay. So I have to talk, I have to show you guys this mouse pad because it is my favorite mouse pad. Is it the Donkey Kong one with the butt? No. Oh man. So this one was handmade by my friend Cooper, friend of the show Cooper, um, in high school. And it's just fantastic. Please pass that around. <laughs> Please pass it around for the class. <laughs> Please just describe is that. Is that Cooper? That's Cooper in the middle. Oh, he looks like a little boy. Yeah, this is like in high school. It's just a collection of things. Still have likes, I guess. Still have Dan's hogging it. Yeah. I was trying to read it. Oh, this is very good. It's really, it's literally the definition of graphic design is my passion. It's very good. So for, um, for mouse pads in the past, I've used... Uh, DVD cases from stolen movies from a now defunct uh, video rental service. I have used just pieces of paper, magazines, comics. Yeah. Um, and then I, I did have just like a regular mouse pad, just like a flat, hard surface mouse pad. But then when I got this one at my my last job, I was like, oh, it's just what very simple design with a little bubble mouse pad, like a gel mm. bubble. I'm like, this is so good, but I've had it for so long. And the integrity of the design. I'm sure it was given up for promotion. Yeah. It's black. Now it's gray. But it's black. It just says the Magic the Gathering logo in the middle, which now you can pretty much only see the math guy. <laughs> and it has not deteriorated at all. I use it at work. I used to, when I worked at home, I would bring it back at home every other day. But then I was like, I'm just going to get a similar one from Amazon for cheap at home. It's fine, but it's not the same like texture. It's like a fabric. And it's not as perfect as this Magic one. So because I'm mostly at the office, I leave the magic one at work. Mm. But if I if I could find out where these promotional magic, the gathering mouse pads. So when you're made, working at home, it's not ideal is what you're saying. Not ideal. Yeah. Not a big, but I have better everything at home other than the mouse pad. And there, there's nothing else to say. Cool. <laughs> I started rewatching Star Wars last night. Nice. Yeah. We started episode one. Now, are you watching it in chronological order? Are you including the Clone Wars every single episode? Or every, no. Are you Just comics? the films? Just the films. Probably at some point. Wait, we'll chronological back. release? No, chronological order. Okay. Yeah. We start episode one, Phantom Menace. Mm, okay. I like it. That's fine. Yeah. I'll probably do it in. I started that years. too, but my I don't goal, think I've done it since Nine's come out. So my goal was yeah, to same. include every TV show, and I gave up halfway through Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, not doing that. Yeah, it's too much. The end. <laughs> Pears. Wait, that's the wrong way. <laughs> wrong. 
We are talking ourselves into things, everybody. Hello, hello. This is the part. Hello, hello. This is the part of the episode. Hello, hello Bolf. Where we talk ourselves into something small. It's indicated as such in the show notes. You can skip ahead to Guava. Is this Guava Island? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we talked about fruits. Nice. Wow. Look at Not that. Not a big fan of guavas. They're okay. They're fine. Um, yeah, we're not talking about fruits right now. We're talking about little things we've been talking ourselves into recently. I'm just going to keep thematic. I talked about a Magic the Gathering mouse pad. I've been listening to a new podcast. <laughs> to me, it's not new. There's like 100 episodes. Nice. Uh, called Casual Magic. Uh, this guy, uh, Shivam Bhatt, he has a podcast where he talks to Magic the Gathering people, which in the past, I listen to a lot of Magic content. I watch a lot of it. Dan doesn't care about any of that. Um I, I like stuff about the actual game and cards. I don't really care about the competitive side. Like this person was at a pro tour. They won the 1997 Rochester open. I don't care about that. I don't I care. love that that exists. Oh, it very much does exist. They do exist. Um, are you into like the lore, like people telling the story of magic or are you just more into like this card does this? No, this card does this. Nobody. I'm, people like the lore. I don't yeah. know if there's even a lore podcast at all. No. There must be. There's like magic the gathering. Comic there are people who enjoy it, who talk about it. Like if a new card comes out, they're like, oh, this new time, planeswalker. I I can't believe that they did this because this takes place 3000 years in the future. In they don't, you're not familiar with anyone talking about it, like in universe. No, I don't think no, so. not. Like when not really. Kyoko the planeswalker took her. <laughs> Kyoko. He just made this shit up. Took her place at the high council of Rivendell. No, I mean, it's definitely referenced. There are characters that I am more fond of than others for nostalgic reasons. Like, I like the Weatherlight Saga characters. Me too. That's what I, I like the blue up. eyes white dragon. Okay. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> so, so anyway. I like blue iris. <laughs> like blue waffle. Yeah. So, I. I found this podcast because I follow him on Twitter for, you know, he just came up in my world and was tweeting out some interesting stuff. And then uh, he tweeted something out about how he's like 100 episodes in and he never thought he'd get this far. And I was like, I'm going to give this podcast a listen. Found it on Spotify. And I really like it because a lot of the podcasts I listen to, even the ones that I like, they dive into like the meta. Like they're like, right now, this is the deck to be or like what's coming out and all this. But what he does here, he doesn't focus on one format. He doesn't focus on like this set's coming out. So we're going to review every great legendary card that's coming out. He has people on and they just talk about playing magic. And it's fun because it does hit a lot of nostalgic feelings for me. Uh, he's 40 and he started around the same time as me. Like every magic <laughs> player, yeah. like every magic player ever. We take breaks from the game for right. several years and then come back to it. Um, and it's the same thing. And a lot of same stories. I'm like, oh, wow, I remember that. Or we had the same feeling about this. And they just talk about playing magic. And yeah, there's some times when they talk about specific cards, but it's a different vibe than what I've got from other magic podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I've just been I listened to like the last few and I'm probably just going to start from the beginning. What's it called again? Give it a plug. Casual magic. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to that, but I know you won't because will. if you like magic, it's a great podcast. If you don't cool. like, well, this last episode I was listening to, I haven't finished it yet. Him and the guy were talking about like anime and translating anime for like 30 minutes. I don't even watch anime. And I was like, this is a good conversation. Mm -hmm. cool. I like listening to this. If the hosts are good. You could pretty much listen. to he, them talk Yeah, about it's just him, but he always has super interesting people on. Cool. Dan, what are you talking yourself into? I'm talking myself into a YouTube channel that I've been watching lately. I'm a Mythbusters fan from way back and I've never oh, engaged yeah. with uh, this, but 
Adam Savage's Tested channel. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. There's there's a lot of stuff in general. Like I'm way late to the game on this. Yeah, yeah. There's like I've seen that 500 videos probably. Um, some of them are kind of boring for me. Like I don't really care a lot about um like the more mechanical side. He has a whole series of stuff just on like 3D printers, how they work, what mm. he does with them. Um, but he also like delves into some nerdy shit that I'm into. He's got a whole Star Wars playlist. He recreates props, things like that. Um, also he does some stuff that I wouldn't think I would like, but I kind of do, especially like when I'm falling asleep, I watched a video of him restoring an antique desk chair last night. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a lot of like time-lapse stuff without any talking, just like a bed, like a background music bed and like time-lapse footage of him, like dismantling a chair, sanding it, refinishing it. I don't know. It's sort of like visual ASMR for me. Mm. Um, but also, yeah, I'll, I watched a three-parter on him like recreating the Mandalorian's um, tuning fork gun. And I've been seeing that popping up in my recommended shit like that is yeah. really cool. Um, it's paced a little slower than I would like. I think Yeah, uh, they're long videos. They're like an hour sometimes, aren't they? Yeah. And he also has like a lot of those builds are like multi parts. But yeah. Um, yeah, it takes me back to those good old nostalgic Mythbusters feel. Mm. I think I saw him walking around the um, sesame or the jim henson museum or something yeah he does a few on-site series he, that was a good one that he got invited to, to the ghostbusters afterlife set so there's a few videos on that like about how he advised them on some practical effect shots and some props and so stuff. i have no idea what you're talking about i've never seen it but a video from some <laughs> other channel had him on where they were watching practical effects from movies and talking about it like little shop of horrors and stuff but i didn't know that he was uh a practical special effects guy yeah that's movies. his background he worked yeah at ilm he worked on star yeah Wars so he stuff. was actually t- he was talking about the set he made for space cowboys and i was like who's thinking about clint eastwood in space cowboys but like the practical <laughs> set they had and how they filmed it yeah was super crazy and interesting mm-hmm. he used to do a lot of weird stuff for like lucasfilm too like he um so obviously like technology and CGI has like grown tremendously over our lifetimes. And one of the things he said that he used to do, which is like so weird because they would never do this step nowadays is he would build practical miniature maquettes that they would scan and then use as a basic, a basis for their animation. Yeah. So he built a like one, 1000 scale set of maybe not one 1000, maybe like one 100th, but it was only like 12 inches across of the arena from star Wars episode one, the phantom menace. I'm sorry. Episode two, attack of the clones, the <laughs> arena on Geonosis. Yeah. He, he has the miniature that he built mm. and it's like very weird. It's made of st- foam and it's like highly detailed. And he's like, this never shows up in the movie. <laughs> they, they like took a lot of high res pictures of it and scans of it. And then they just like overlaid the real final graphics over it. Hmm. But um, yeah. So interesting. If you're like an old old back MythBusters fan, old back old is not back. a phrase. I'm an old back. <laughs> if you're a, a an, an I I can't think of what I want to say. If you're a fan of MythBusters from back in the day and you haven't yeah. checked it out, watch it. It's yeah, good. it's good. I've liked it. Jim, this is one of the dumbest ones that I've ever written, guys. Oh, I cannot wait for this. We're like 140. Are you talking there? yourself into sweatpants? 160. Nope. Oh, I am talking myself into taking vitamins. <laughs> like it Flintstones or welcome to your 30s <laughs> yup exactly so basically I was like I was going grocery shopping I had to get a lot of like stuff for the house I had to get like uh, some Tylenol because I just like ran out Advil Um, so I was like in that aisle and I was like <laughs> should I be taking vitamins I was like you know what I'm almost 30 
I should be taking vitamins. So you I, weren't prompted by a doctor. No, 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 After I had like multiple gout outbreaks, I was like, let me see what vitamins do. So I was doing yeah. research. I was like, all right, vitamin C does this. Vitamin E. He right. says vitamin like, weird. Vitamin. Say it again. Vitamin. Eh. Sounds a little Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> vitamin interesting uh, take yeah get you know, i gotta go get my yeah. vitamins how yeah. do you say it, jim say it again vitamin but some of them like the, the vitamin c tablets they're just so chewy and chalky and like mm. uh, you're like uh and some of the gel caps i have problems swallowing so yeah. i was just like i'm not taking jeff didn't learn to swallow pills until he was like 20 no i was, I was bad at i was too. 30 and they oh were like God. you need to take gout medicine daily so, so I was like, I have to learn how. Now I could down like six small capsules at a time. So, Jim, what I'm most intrigued by is not the fact that you thought maybe I should take vitamins because I've been there. Yeah. What I'm most intrigued at is what did you choose and how did your cho- like choosing process factor in? Um, I It was mainly just what was there. I wanted to get a gummy one because I do yeah. like gummies. Yeah, those are um, the best ones. Yeah, they're the best My ones. My mom regularly buys me elderberry gummies yeah. and I'm like, you know, I'll eat them, but like you don't have to yeah. do this it's, a, it's just a not a generic one but it's just like a four men's like take two a day and i'm like sick i'll do that i used to like when when we were, we were in college me and my buddy nick for some reason he had vitamin c gummies mm. and i we used to just down those and we used to get very sick after that because you would eat too many of them <laughs> you them like candy <laughs> yeah they're really good we ate like funny. six a day it was really that's good that's not good for no, you no no guys no. gummy tangent yeah jeff knows I don't consider myself a gummy guy. I never buy gummies, but right. when people have gummies. I eat them. Yes. I used to eat all Jeff's Lifesaver gummies. Yes. Yeah. My mom bought um, Skittles gummies. Those are fire. Have you tried them yet? Yeah, they're fine. No, I haven't. Yeah, they're pretty Ooh. good. Ooh, those sound good. Get rid of your vitamins. For the price of those vitamins, you could probably get <laughs> four like, bags they're, they're of Skittles ovals, gummies. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They look Ooh, like Skittles, but I don't think I've had those. Some of those. Because I always like... liked the flavor of Skittle, but I hated the texture, the chewiness. Mm. vitamins guys <laughs> yeah some of the they have like a kool-aid gummy at dollar general mm. not great <laughs> not because like they're just putting the brand name on it but they're not that great. so jim to wrap this segment up have yeah. you noticed anything different since no you- not at all you won't you no. never will i took those vitamins for like two years and i was like why am i buying these I, I, <laughs> yeah. nothing feels different i'm sure that they do things like on a smaller level that over time are good for you i think like vitamin c is supposed to like prevent it's just yeah. emergency that's all it is it's supposed to prevent you from getting the common cold i think this is all kind of stems from a meme that i saw once that was like in the very early days of the pandemic saying that the, the flintstones vitamins finally taking their uh finally like working after the yeah. coronavirus is here now yeah, I, uh, I was through, like, oh, yeah. through this whole segment, all I could think of was, I used to run for miles. I used to ride my bike. I used to. Yeah. How do you know the lyrics to that? Dude, I have watched Inside and listened to that album so many times. Oh, I thought you were singing something else. Oh, no, that's Turning 30 from Inside yeah, by okay. Bo Burnham. I'm turning 30. I was doing No. Okay, fellas. Yes, yeah. that's the thing you say. Jeff's never heard of it. Jimmy, have you heard of it? No, I've never heard Not of it Not even once in passing. And I introduced like, this the episode. Yeah, that that's was why funny it's funny. Part. That's why it's a total mystery to me. I've heard of this, but I've never seen it. It's Guava Island. It's a short film from... It's pretty much a two-hander. How short? 53 minutes. Oh, okay. It's not bad. It's shorter um, than a stand-up special. That's good. 
It's uh, pretty much a two-hander starring Donald Glover and Rihanna. Um, it, was, it was shown, first exhibited at Coachella in April 2019, and then it was released a few days later um, through Amazon Studios on Amazon Prime, which is, I think I just saw a targeted ad for it on Prime Video at one point. Um, like I said, it came out in 2019. It's um, basically, it's written by Donald Glover's uh, brother, Stephen Glover, who, spoiler alert, does a lot of stuff on Atlanta. Oh, man. I wish it was Terry Glover who pooped in a toilet at Home Depot. I was hoping for Danny Glover. <laughs> Getting too old for this shit, Jim. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the story is basically derived from Donald Glover. He didn't just didn't, you know, do yeah. the actual dialoguing and stuff. Um, it's directed by Hiro Mirai, who is the guy who's directed like all of Childish Gambino's music videos. It's his first. Well, they call it his first feature. I, I don't know if this is a feature. I'd call it a short, but um. Yeah, I don't know a lot about this other than it's about a couple living on a fictitious tropical island. Um, they're both musicians. That's really all I know. I didn't read a lot on it because I don't want to be spoiled. We're going to watch this together yeah, this week. Fair. Rihanna's one of those people that I don't care about as an artist. Like, I don't think any of her music's good, and I don't see the appeal. I like her on the Lonely Island album. Yeah, I, I don't, don't even mind. like her on that. I don't yeah. have an opinion. Like, Jeff dislikes her. I don't feel anything. And another thing that I kind of know, and I don't know if it's true, and I haven't looked it up, Uh-oh. is probably yourselves. in, like, 2004 or five when she first came out with, like, Ponda Replay or whatever song she was in. Well, it was a big song, yeah. and I just remember hearing about her, and then I read some article how she grew up in Stamford, yeah. which I also lived in for a period of my life and she's like three years younger than me and i'm like we might have went to the same school at the same time and i try to find out what school she went to but i couldn't find that information no shit. and i have not looked that up in 15 years i could be 100 wrong but then again meatloaf did come to my elementary school <laughs> and i was right about that. that was a fun tangent yeah i was that that was confirmed so yeah that's all i know about rihanna and she has cool. she has um like a swimsuit or clothing line because I follow one of the models on Instagram because that's who I am. I'm interested yeah. in this though because I think it's sort of um it came out sort of at Donald Glover's height of his experimentation. So 2019 was a time period where he was doing Atlanta. Um he was doing Childish Gambino and I think he was doing um I don't know. Oh, this is America. I was trying to figure out when that came out. Um, but anyways, he's sort of already known as what you guys are going to find in our Atlanta episode is he likes to push the boundaries of like realism and absurdity and stuff. So I think there's a bit of this in that, or at least that's the way it was marketed towards me. Um, so I'm excited by this. The promotional footage looks like two attractive people who can sing and play music, go to a beautiful island and make a short movie there. And I'm, I'm down to check that out. Okay. It's worth investing 53 minutes into. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sure. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like super looking forward to it, but you never know. Might be fine. Yeah. We'll see. Might be good. I have no expectations. Yeah. You don't need any. Yeah. I like wobbles. Cool. Guava Island. Papaya King. Guava Island. I haven't been to a papaya king in so long. They, like, don't exist anymore. I think there's, like, one in Manhattan. Oh, man. That's exciting. Well, there's a lot of knockoffs, too. Yeah, but even those are, like, few and far between. I feel like... um, Yeah, you could turn me down a little bit. I feel like uh, the... 
the trend of a salty griddle fried hot dog <laughs> and a glass of frothy tropical juice is like not in vogue anymore. Weird. I don't know why. I, I actually do know why because I watched a mini documentary on it. Yeah. I forgot why. But like, is this the episode? Yeah, this oh, is the yeah, episode. Awesome. About, yeah. We're talking about Guava. We're talking about Guava Island. <laughs> I want to yeah. talk about Papaya King. More. I know. This first is time I went to Papaya King was my first uh, Comic Con. So yeah. yeah. So guys, um, Papaya King. No, but seriously, um, I want to frame this a little bit because going into it, none of us had seen this. Correct. No. Um, and I want to make sure when we talk about this, we're very careful to say that this is not a feature film. No, this is a, like an extended music video, kind of. Uh, it's a short film. Yeah. I yeah. think you framed it as a short film. Yeah, I just don't want you to, cr like, cr I think we need to think about that when we talk critically about it. Yeah, it's definitely way more experimental than, not necessarily than I was expecting. And but, it's also, like, contained. Like, yeah. this this can't do all the things that a feature film does. Right. As far as, like, storytelling opportunities. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I appreciated that it tells a very contained story. Oh, God. I tried to get comfy and my microphone fell. Do we need to pause for a second? Because this is horrible. <laughs> yeah, I got a picture of it regardless. We, we recorded Jeff's house one time, and he's sitting, like, with his legs up on the couch. It's yeah, one of the you, worst things I've ever seen. You know why I'm trying to get comfortable. I don't want to Jeff's not feeling well, but... I have a bellyache. He's been pooping. We heard it. When I set up Talk Me Into Studios, <laughs> when I set up Talk Me Into Studios, I put a lot of care and thought into like conducive recording environments, and that did not include Jeff laying down on his side. Well, it was pretty cute, though. We're, we're all just trying to have fun here. I'm not. This is my life. All right, Dan. So it's a short film, you were saying. Yeah, it's a short film. Um, I, I really appreciate that it does tell a self-contained story. Yeah. Um, because I've seen a couple other like musical shorts mm -hmm. that are more experimental that I think my mileage varies on. Like, like Casey Musgraves. Right. That is a good yeah. example. It's, it's a trend now. It's Beyonce's a, Black is King for Disney Plus mm -hmm. and is, Lemonade. Right. So this is kind of I wasn't expecting the music in this. Me neither, actually. I wasn't sure. But it feels more like a story with a couple of his songs thrown in. I agree. And yeah. did This Is America come... It came out before this. I think so. Yeah. Because this I was 2019? So. Yeah. This is 2019, yes. Okay, so it's not like it was just in this and then they made This Is America a real right. song. Right, right. Yeah, but I do appreciate that we get an alternate mix. Yeah. It's like a remix. It's, not it's got a cool song. vibe. Yeah, it's very different. It's a little bit different. It's not like as industrial as the... Right, one. it's more like well, it is. They incorporated industrial equipment, like chains right. and stuff. But well, industrial, you in the, dumb bastard. In the production wise, sense. yeah. There's no yeah. like 808s or anything. Right, exactly. Um, what I actually what this reminded me a lot of is a throwback to old Hollywood musicals, like the mm -hmm. way that the music is integrated. Mm -hmm. There's some really cool extended choreography. There's even some moments where he's like not even like mouthing the words or whatever. The yeah, music's just he's happening. just like dancing and performing. Right. Um, I mean, we can cover the plot really basically. Um, the film opens up with a really cool animated sequence. Mm -hmm. um, this I wasn't reminded expecting me expecting that. It no. reminds me of like uh, a golden book interpretation of a Disney movie. That's a good call out as far as style. Yeah, but the use that. of animation in the opening credits brought me back to remember when like '80s dramatic comedies would all start off with animated sequences. <laughs> yes. Like uh, yeah. City Slickers. Right. Um, 
what's the other good one? I think Vacation starts off. Honey, the I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, mm. that was like a thing that happened, and I was like, oh, they're doing that. But then, as Jeff said, like the animation was far more stylized, mm-hmm. and it was like really cool, like graphic blocks of color that it reminded me of. I forget the art form, but where you like cut out. Um, colored paper and like paste yeah. it together to make right. characters. color forms. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's not color forms. No, you I just, just made, made that up. Color forms is a thing. It mm. is. Yeah, it was the non-sticky stickers. Cool. <clears throat> in the eighties. But yeah, then we get. I mean, basically, it's like talking about how Guava Island was this peaceful place where there was no war or, or, right. or pain or death, and then um, there was these like worms that like created blue silk that became very profitable mm. and then that brought like greed and stuff to the island so it's gathering blue have you ever read that no oh, it's a sequel to the giver actually oh yeah never read the giver either jim oh maybe we should talk you into it maybe but um and basically like w- w- the way that wraps up is that the red family came in and right, like took basically. control of the island and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's where we find our heroes, uh, Denny, played by Donald Glover, and Kofi, played by Rihanna, who was narrating the story. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they live on Guava Island. Kofi works at the silk factory. Yeah. And Denny uh, is like a local musician, like folk musician, whatever, native musician. Everyone's into him on the island. He has a radio show that everyone listens to. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So first, I I wasn't expecting this. I thought just from knowing the name Guava Island that it was two Americans that take a trip to a tropical island. Right. Because that's what Adam Sandler movies want me to believe is real. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're kind of famous and you start making your own stuff, you just go to Hawaii or yeah. the tropics. Because yeah. you're Adam Sandler and you can learn. That's a good impression. No, nope. It wasn't. <laughs> it was not good. Like um, don't enable me. <laughs> I won't stop if you do. If one person comments like, yeah, that's pretty good, then you're just going to hear it all the time. I love yeah, that. I like that they're, you know, from the island. Actually, I, I, mean, I also yeah. like that it's a fictional island because they can kind of take some leeway as far as like culture and accents right the accents are all over the place yeah, in this movie. yeah very not great which is fine i like that but yeah it's kind of like it's fine or subtle they're not over the top it's not like a caricature donald glover doesn't do an accent yes no. he does i don't know it's he very does. light yes he does mm. it's very that's what light. i thought you were talking about. no it's, it's rihanna just light. has an accent right in right. real life well and i feel like they cast Barbados, i think yeah Barbados, they cast yeah. actors across like the caribbean and like yeah, it's just generally even at, like, but he definitely African has a, a little accent, and I was complimenting Maybe. him saying that it wasn't overdone yeah. for comedic effect. It was just subtle, but it was there enough to say, "I am a native of Guava Island." Right. Also, <laughs> we haven't even addressed too that it looks like it's shot on sixty millimeter film. It's not, but yeah. it looked like yeah. it was very stylized. It's like a four-three aspect ratio. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel like it was shot on film. I it thought wasn't. I read. I looked it up. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, I... it was filmed on an Ari Alexa. Did they like output it to actual film or something during the process? Of... Oh, I don't know. It's probably just possible. A it's either this or a completely different movie that Dan, I was reading about. You research Maybe. stuff and care about things. Where do they actually film this? I don't know. Oh, I just assumed, <laughs> I assumed you would have known. I was just curious. Um, because I was curious because it looked very authentic, so I was like, "Oh, well, yeah. it's actually filmed on film." It, it is a critique of. It was filmed in Cuba. 
Oh. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Because we can now. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, it was filmed in April 2018. We talked briefly in the first half that it was directed by Hiro Murai, yep. who is a frequent collaborator and director of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is a commentary on... Um, people who live on the islands because like you said we live in paradise but we can't enjoy it right and that's what you hear about it's like wow jamaica's so nice you got very like there's totalitarian like there's like a beach and, that's nice in jamaica and then right. the rest is just poverty rough yeah and- so that brings us back to the plot which is that Danny's hosting a big festival, a big audio right. festival. You look around, there's posters that say, like, Red is watching you and stuff like that. Yeah, it's and basically, cool. like, he's he's pumping up this festival on his radio show and stuff. And then he gets summoned by Red. Yeah. Who um, is played by Nanzo Anozi. Anonzi? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But this actor is familiar to me because he had a, a small part in Game of Thrones that was very effective. Back in season two, he was... Uh, a possible suitor for Daenerys Targaryen, and they ended Don't up remember that. locking him in his own vault. Oh, that's f-ed up. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a good actor. I like this role. He's playing this like totalitarian, like dictator who also like wants to be the nice guy. Like mm-hmm. he, he has like like, uh, like pretty big kingpin vibes. Yeah, like Daredevil. Kingpin. He's a big imposing figure, but right. he's also like very like calm and like laughing and right. stuff. Right. Um, but he basically tells Denny, like, um, you can't have your festival because I need everyone to come to work tomorrow. And if you keep them out partying and drinking all night, like, they're not going to show up to work. Right. And that's basically the plot of the movie is, like, is Denny going to do it or is yeah. he going to fall in line? He does it. He does the thing. And then he, he falls and dies. And then he gets fucking murdered. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. God. Sorry. What is with your mouth today? Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he plays the festival. Uh, there's another cool different mix of... Um, one of his songs. Well, there's a, there's a really nice scene in here too between Denny and Kofi where they're summertime. like at the beach. Yeah, yeah. Summertime magic. You feel like summer. Feel like summer. Yeah, yeah that one was, of those. That was lovely. I like that they're Donald Glover or Childish Gambino songs, but they're presented in like a new well, way. Well, it's a Childish Gambino film directed right, by is. Donald Glover. That's right. Yeah. Nope. Directed by Hiro Murai. Or written by Donald Glover. <laughs> nope. Written by his brother, actually. Yes, that's correct. Starring Donald Glover. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. Produced by Donald Glover, I believe. Um, there's actually like more, I guess there's a whole soundtrack that was mostly done by... Um, Film composer Michael Ozawaru? Don't know. Mm. But I was just looking to see. They do This Is America. They do Summertime Magic. Um, I think Time is the song that, or maybe Saturday. I don't know. There's a couple jo- Childish Gambino songs in here. The concert footage is really yeah. cool. Reminds me a lot of uh, Fela Kuti. Jeff, were you getting those vibes during that mm-hmm. festival performance? Not really. A little bit, I guess. I mean, shirtless with the chains and just like those rhythms and the crowd into it. Reminded me of like footage I've seen of like 1970s. Yeah. Afrobeat concerts, outdoor concerts. Mm. But then as Jimmy alluded to, Red has sent a henchman. Yep. After Denny. And there's like a brief chase scene and. Lighting was really good in that shot too. Like there was a shot where he was just like standing there waiting, like trying to hear if he was there or not. Oh, <laughs> Um, Jeff's house sucks. <laughs> my microphone. Look at fine. my microphone. It's like ready to go any it's second. Fine. Um, but yeah, there was a shot where he was just like standing there waiting, trying to listen, and the lighting was like really good. It was like reflecting in his beard and and shit. Yeah, it it's really an cool. interesting interplay between light and. There's a lot shadow. of good framing too because yep. it was like an abandoned warehouse. Great. I guess we could just say like the direct 
directing and the director of photography were really good on this. Yeah, for sure. Thought it was shot beautifully. It for sure gave me a mixture of like kind of what Jeff's alluding to, which is like famous, rich, beautiful people were like, let's go to Cuba and like right. make something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those vibes, but also like it stood up because it actually was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Those scenes where they're like on the beach, like singing and there's like, well, there's that one stuff. scene where they show Rihanna sitting on the beach as he walks up and it's like this beautiful shot of the beach. Mm. And then they just turn the camera a little bit to show him walking and it's just industry behind him and it looks like garbage. Yeah. yeah. And that might've just been intentional. Yeah. It seemed it. Can we also just take a minute to talk about Rihanna in this movie? Because I don't know why she's here. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's I, what I was that's saying before. I was like, notes. I don't like her. And I'm like, maybe she'll. She does, she adds nothing to this. It yeah, could have no. been anybody. Not her fault, though. There's nothing for her to do. She has no, like five not. lines. Well, she had to get pregnant. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. think. I think that was part of the story. Yeah, that was part of the story. She didn't actually get pregnant by Donald Glover. Oh. No, I was saying it's part of the story. <laughs> yeah, but that's not like something for an actress to do. That's no, but it just makes, something they say. It oh, makes you for feel... For her character is yeah, what he's saying. It makes you feel when he dies yeah. like, oh no, she's a widow now. It's and literally she's just telling, for people to watch the movie. And she's telling the story to the child. Yeah, I guess I was just as disappointed because the way I imagined this to be or the way the marketing pitched it to me was that it was like a two-hander. Yeah. And I also was oh, like, no. oh... Obviously, they cast Rihanna because they need Rihanna. They need someone with like that mm-hmm. sultry, no. songstress thing. No, she could have she been didn't sing anyone. At all. Yeah, I kept waiting. Like the storyline, the way this film wraps up is more narration from Kofi Rihanna's character to their future child about who Denny was and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's gonna end with her singing one of the songs, one of the Childish Gambino songs, and then she <laughs> it does, does it. it. Yeah. I was just like, this is just very odd. Right. I don't know. It was just like a fairy tale, really, the whole episode. Yeah. You start out with the whole lore, and then you get his story, and then he tragically passes. And the bad guy, everybody takes a day off for his funeral, so he lost two. Everybody loses. Right. Everybody lost. The funeral was cool. It was like a big celebration, island Caribbean parade right. funeral. Um, Again... The camera lingers on Rihanna looking for like some emotional reaction and there's nothing. She's just like <laughs> a blank state. Like, dead face. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess that's a choice, but Letitia Wright is in this movie in a very small role. Yeah, uh, she You is. know, she plays Shuri in yep. um, Black Panther. And uh, isn't she the anti-vaxxer? Yeah. She's, yes. She's, she's thought, a COVID yeah. denier anti-vaxxer. Sick. Yeah. Love but this that. is very before cool. that. And she <laughs> could have had Rihanna's role and probably done a much better job. Yeah. Because yeah. even though her opinions are horrible, she's still a very talented actress. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, final thoughts? I mean, the movie did have stuff to say. I mean, a lot of it was Mm anti-capitalism, anti-gun violence. Pro-labor. Right. It was Um, also very self-indulgent. It was, yeah. Just even even coming off of the Childish Gambino episode, like Dan said, he has a lot of bravado. This was a lot of his, like, look what I can do. I can sing. I can dance. I can be the showman. I, I think of it more as exploring a character because this is very different ch- from Childish Absolutely Gambino. Absolutely, it is. As yeah. far as like, but the, it's still a Childish Gambino movie. It says it at the very beginning. Oh yeah, it's Childish Gambino songs. Right. So y- you can't separate the two completely. Yeah, it did feel to me like a lot like you were describing the uh, Beyonce thing, the mm-hmm. Lemonade. Um, it, it felt to me a lot like that. Um, where just like this is like a little compilation of my songs, and we're gonna have a story in between it. Um, I don't know why it was filmed the way it was filmed. Like, I don't think it really added anything to it other than, um, you mean like, just like with the grain and the color and the the 60 millimeter, um, look, I mean, 
I guess it kind of works for maybe they wanted to set it in a specific time period or I'm really surprised like, it wasn't filmed on actual film, maybe because of just the environment where they were shooting, because Atlanta is filmed on film. It's yeah, filmed but, on 35 millimeter. Yeah, that's on a 16 millimeter. Maybe it's just weird and it just wouldn't look as good as if they like transferred it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked fine. I just didn't know what the purpose was for this. I don't know what the process of filming this is, but it feels a little run and gun. Like I can imagine yeah. that they probably just had like very portable equipment and would just mm -hmm. like set up a shot, do it and then right. move on. Yeah. I don't that. imagine that they're like closing these streets in Cuba. That seems mm. I it just seems like a too big of a thing for this right. movie. Yeah, yeah, this definitely felt to me like a very small thing. Although it did have Rihanna in it, so I don't know. Maybe they did have the budget. Mm. But interesting. I'd love to do some more research that I didn't do about how this was actually made. <laughs> yeah, up. this could have been an actually good podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, overall thoughts. I think obviously it did have some things to say, but I don't think it would really drove home the message. Um. In my opinion, I didn't think it was like anything that. I don't think it was really telling a lot, which I was hoping that it, it would give like more of a message, more of a like of a purpose to it. And it just didn't feel, feel like it had a lot of purpose. Yeah, I think we had different expectations. I thought this was going to be weirder and more experimental um, based on, like I said, like some of the other things that I've seen, which are just more like video montages. Right. Set to music and things like that. Mm. So I was actually pleasantly surprised that at least there was like a tight story. Mm. Um. But yeah, I have more thoughts that I'll say after the Jeff, question. Any overall thoughts? Not really. I mean, okay. it was, I mean, no, it was. I, it's it's short and it's just surface level. Yeah. Depth. Um. Yeah, that's what I was kind of surprised super about. It was stylized. very surface level. It's maybe not even super stylized. It's like it's trying to be stylized. Like it was. It looked good. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can ask the question: Were we talked into Childish Gambino's Guava Island? No, yes. it was fine. What'd I like you say, yeah. I said yes. Oh, I couldn't hear you. I said no. I like it less after our conversation than I really did coming into it, and I didn't really care for it. Was fine. I, think, I didn't hate it. It was short. I think my expectations were low, and I actually really enjoyed it. I thought that um, you know maybe the pacing was a little off. I could have used maybe one more big musical number, mm. but the stuff in there. The plot is fine. It's just enough to like let you know like who the characters are, but um, for me, it was all about these musical performances and the choreography was like really impressive. Um, like I said, I appreciate the fact that even though it didn't have a lot to say as far as depth, mm. at least it had something to say. Like I enjoyed Black is King, but I'll never watch it again because it's just like cool imagery and cool music. Right. This was like had a little bit of a story. I would definitely go back and at least watch like the This Is America performance. Mm. I found that really, really good. Yeah, I think it just had too many. I had too many problems with it in order to be like, oh, yeah, this is a yes. Um, again, Rihanna didn't need to be into the in this at all. I just thought that was weird. Um, very underutilized. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it was filmed the way it was filmed. It looks cool, but I don't think it really had any purpose. And I don't think it really had a lot to say. So that's kind of how I felt about it. I agree that it doesn't have a lot to say, but I don't think it needs to. I think it's basically just an overblown music video. Hmm. It reminded me of when Michael Jackson used to do those music videos where he just like added on a plot. Yeah. And oh, there'd yeah. be like extra Eddie scenes. Murphy was a pharaoh. Yeah. If Eddie Murphy was the pharaoh of Guava Island, would you have been more into it, Jim? Yes. Okay. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, 
I looked. I remember looking it up and like. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I remember looking it up and people were like, "Oh, this is unexpectedly really good." So I, I think I had kind of higher oh, really? expectations. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it reminded me like a throwback to old Hollywood movies. Mm. Um, it was self indulgent, but not in a way that was gross for me. Mm. Jeff's gone because he had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Jim. Yes. What are we doing next week on Talk Me Into? Next week, we are talking about the show that I believe sparked this entire month of Donald Glover. It did. I hope your hopes are not too high that you're going to feel let down by it. We'll see. But we are talking about the Donald Glover-led production of Atlanta, which is very popular on the television network FX and the streaming network Hulu. Yep. And uh, we're going to be talking about four different episodes that you chose that we're going to be watching. That's right. They're going to be in the show notes. We'll talk about them more in the next episode. But yeah, Atlanta is a fun, experimental, well-acted, well-directed TV series. Hopefully it gives you what you wanted out of this even more. Mm. More of a message, more depth. Um, But yeah, Atlanta, check it out. It's coming back for third season. Yep, third season, um, March 25th, so right around the time our episode's dropping. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can people find the podcast online? You can find the podcast at Talk Me Into on Twitter, at Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com, where you can send us a suggestion or review the show, say you really liked an episode, say that you really didn't like an episode. Uh, just tell us anything on the email. We love the email. We don't get a lot of emails that much anymore. I know. Um, I miss it when people would be like, you're dumb, you're wrong. I know, those are fun. Um, But yeah, you can find the show all those places. You can also find us on patreon.com slash talking into where you can find our exclusive show, Talking Shit, which is a lot of fun. It's the three of us just bullshitting about some random topic. Yeah. Those are always super fun. And then you have early access to videos, uh, specifically so discussions that we do as well. You you and Jeff film so reviews and stuff like that. And I edit them. And they're pretty You funny. actually film them. I actually we film them. We just talk in them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, those are your uh, avenues to find us. Dan, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter under the name Danny underscore Breakdown. And check out my band Disqualifier wherever you like to listen to music. Nice. Jeff, where can people find you online? I'm Jeff, and then you can find me Jeff with 5F, the number 27 on Twitter. You can find me at oh, yeah. Son of a Fitch on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I don't use those as much anymore, but you can find me there. And uh, yeah, youtube.com slash Son of a Fitch as well. You can find my projects on there. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk to you into next? Paper boy, paper boy, all All about about that that paper paper boy. boy. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Sorry. (laughs) But there's a hole in the bottle. I want to take away the good idea that you've got. That I don't. All right, you want me to start toys? Yeah. Talk me into like that. Bring me some sand. I was gonna trying to be fun. We're doing a fun thing. Talk me into. Talk ourselves into. Not found that at Target. I ordered it when it first came out, and I still haven't gotten it. Oh. Red Scroll got it in for me. You could probably order it from them. I already I pre-ordered it, so I'm getting it from Urban Outfitters someday. Oh, uh, oh! I heard that they're really bad with shipping. Yeah. The packaging is 
really nice. Yeah, I'll get it some point. Uh, Hopefully next month. <clears throat> so this is Guava Island? Yeah, bring us in, Dan, because we have no clue. <laughs> I, what that is. I have no clue for. At least I've heard of it, right? Yeah. I have never even heard of it. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Uh, don't get you zipping, though. Are we starting? Yeah. I'm going to mark that to cut <laughs> for later. It's loose by accident because oh. it's upside down. <clears throat> we just want to party. That's the correct key. I was I don't know what I was doing before. Yeah, well, yeah that's right. Party just for fun. We just want to party. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's it's still, still wrong. too high. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 no.